Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Blind Difference. She has a hot new single out called Alive. I think I, I'm in the mood for an up-tempo, really good song. You know, we got the blazing weather going on throughout the country. Things are heating up, and I think Blind Difference, your songs are going to heat up the charts too. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I'm glad to be here. So what part of the country are you calling from? I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, so has it just been insanely hot there too? It's ridiculous. It The humidity is intense. Wow. So um, are you there uh, from North Carolina originally? I'm originally from small town, Willingboro, New Jersey. And I've been in the Carolinas for over a decade now. Oh my goodness! So from yeah. from New Jersey to North Carolina. Yeah, it almost sounds crazy to say that. Say like how long I've been here. Yeah, you know, I talked to so many people from New Jersey, and there's such great music there, and you know specific styles. What was it like to go from the New Jersey style, you know, to the styles in the South? Oh man, the contrast. There's there's a really big contrast, and. In how I mean, even within the same genres, like the different type of rap people would listen to up north versus like um, what's here. If if I were in New Jersey, they would call it southern rap. But now that I've been here so long, it's just rap, and you just there's just so many differences. But at the end of the day, there's some similarities. Mm-hmm. Well, this new video, Alive, we got to talk about that. Um, some videos, you know, people are just lip syncing to the song, bopping around. But this, it seems like you really took care to, you know, tell a story, play a character. So how did all this come about? Yeah. Um, so the I actually did sing the whole time. And when I, and in shooting the video, I was singing aloud. The entire time, there's no lip syncing. I mean, obviously, you get the the track to match what I was saying, but yeah, the whole concept is um, me in a traditional type of office setting, just looking for five o'clock to just burst into like this whole different character and essentially come alive into being a. Um, a musician during happy hour, really. Well, it seems like something a lot of people can relate to. You know, during COVID, a lot of people left the office and started working from home. And now people coming back to the office are having a hard time because you don't have as much freedom at the office as you do at home. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and my normal gig outside of music I was I didn't really stay at home, so um, it was all it, like it, it mainly was my image on you know how people would transition really. Mm -hmm. And you did a remix to Alive, so in the video is that to the remixed version? Yes. Yes, the original version um, we released out, which there's some slight differences, but I kind of wanted to step it up a little bit. 
Um, mm-hmm. in the original version, I did release it, but then I thought to myself, I have a couple of ideas and I wanted to incorporate it. And then from there, I was like, okay, I think this is ready. Um, let's do a video. Nice. Well, when I was younger, I had a few office jobs and I don't, I don't even know if I could enter the office <laughs> now. Things are just so different and, you know, it's just so hard to, you know, do this, do that. You can only take a break at 1045 and, you know, but I'm wondering for you, um, did you ever have like an office job where you felt like, oh no, I just can't take another day of this? I, I did have an, uh, I had, I did have an office job. Um, I, I had a kind of sort of office job for some years. I was actually a probation officer. So that's the gig where you're half in the office and kind of like half in the field. And I think I was able to get through making money with that for so long because I I, I got out of the office because I don't find myself to be um, an office person. Mm-hmm. What an interesting job. You know, I've never talked to someone who's been a probation officer. Like, like how did you apply for that? Yeah, um, in undergrad and college, I actually studied criminal justice, and I was, you know, music has always been in my heart, but I kind of branched out and say, like, okay, well, what else can I do, and stepped away, studied criminal justice, and stepped into, and then fell into probation, just learning from there. Wow, because it seems like you got to work with a lot of people in transition, you know, who are at a turning point in their lives. Uh, that must have been a big responsibility. Absolutely. And um, it also allows me to see a lot of different people's perspectives so that I can mm-hmm. kind of incorporate and tell that in the music. You know, when you do something like that, is it hard not to get personally invested in other people's lives? Oh, yeah. I mean, you do. You you want people to do better. You want people to get out of a bad pattern and succeed. Mm-hmm. And it seems like for people who want to succeed, they need to find something in their life to latch on to, whether it's a career or, you know, to go back to school and train towards something like the successful people that you saw you know, who transitioned out of prison. What made them successful in the long run? First thing, the first thing I've seen for anybody who's made any type of successful life change, even outside of like um, being involved in any crime is the a sincere desire to change. Mm-hmm. It is definitely, you know, come within that must be hard because you can't motivate them they have to motivate themselves so how do you how do you let go like when someone just isn't self-motivated is it hard for you to kind of let go and you know let them do their own thing i mean it is you 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 know you you want the best for people but you also realize there's only so much you can do Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) Well, which is nice when, you know, you have a creative project here, you have a musical career. Are you able to take like all that and and then apply it to yourself? Because a lot of times it's easier 
to give other people advice, but then it's hard for us to take it. So like when you look at your career, do you think, yeah, if I was just, you know, a third party, you know, looking in on my career, this is the advice I would give myself. Yeah, you know, it is, it is in some ways uh, definitely easier to, to, to give advice. I think the thing with myself, kind of like with the music, like with me telling you, you know, I branched off and, and there was a time period in my life where I was just kind of like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to dedicate that much time and energy to pursuing my dream, which is music, absolutely. Um, and that kind of crosses over when you're talking about, because there's, there's a fear of failure. There's like a hope for success. And you've kind of got to channel all that and find a middle ground to really keep it moving. Did you have one of those moments where you said, you know what, I'm on the fence, but I, I'm ready to commit fully to the music. Was there, was there like that one day where you just said, you know what, I just can't take it anymore. I've got to fully commit now. Yes, Kelly. It's it's always been there. Um, and I I can't actually go into my mind and, and tell you like, boom, I know this day there was something like, you know, monumental that happened. But I know that at some point in time with me, like not ever really stopping writing music and um, playing music and I write everything from the piano and I compose all my music myself it was just especially during you know I want to say especially during the downtime of COVID there was that quiet type of um, you know with people being in the house and things being closed and then it, it was like you you really kind of had to slow down no matter what you were doing or who you were. And that really put me more into focus on the music. And as I dove into it, I'm like, I, I got to go as far as I can go with this. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking for inspiration, do you have a go to artist where you'll go back and listen to their albums and just really immerse yourself kind of to remind yourself why you like this? You know, what got you into this music to begin with? Um, I listen to other artists for, surely for comfort and enjoyment. Um, when I'm writing, Kelly, and my friends and family will tell you, I will actually not listen to music at all. I will purposely refuse. Like someone will say, hey, you got to hear, I, I know you love this artist. You got to hear this song. And I'll say, absolutely not, because I don't want to subconsciously take something or take a vibe. I want it to come true and from the center of me. So I'll listen to music when I'm not writing, um, just for enjoyment. Well, when do you get your ideas for a song? Do, do they just come at you, you know, when you're driving or, you know, just cooking or minding your own business or. No, it's or funny it... that you say that. Yeah. Because, um, so I had spent some years in, in probation and actually in my, uh, daily now, which is moved to part time, I work as a police officer and a lot of my songs 
and um, the inspiration that I get from music is from things that I see, things that I see on duty or like just everyday experiences. Someone can share a story with me, a friend or so, or, you know, somebody in, in, that I meet in passing. And depending on how that touches my heart, that's where I get my creativity from. Wow. So you are working part-time as a police officer? I am. Wow. So you must have so many cool experiences to draw from. I mean, you know, so many artists, they keep themselves kind of isolated. And I think at a certain point, they don't have enough experience or enough things to write about because it's just sort of recycled. But it seems like you putting yourself out there in the field like that, you get a constant supply of, of new experiences to motivate you. Absolutely. There, there's, I have seen a lot, as you can imagine, and I talk to a lot of um, different people in different situations. Sometimes, unfortunately, in not the brightest light, but uh, my experiences are very heartfelt. So, you know, it draws a lot of thought, um, mm -hmm. provoking ideas that I turn into songs as a release. Mm -hmm. Well, to think about any time to be a police officer in this country... Boy, it, it's been tough the past couple of years. There's been so much focus on the police. And I can't imagine the pressures you feel right now. You know, that there's been pressure on um, police for years. You know, it's like if, if, if an officer does something wrong, who states away on the other side of the, the country and makes them, you know, makes um, a bad judgment call or does something terrible. We all feel it. And um, it's just something that we have to face and have to try to change. Yeah. And I, and just the, you know, and without getting political, uh, but just we're in this, time now of defund the police and i think so many cities now that did that are seeing kind of the reaction to that and i think they want to refund the police and i think we're just learning how can we strike that balance while still appreciating the importance of having police in our community yeah yeah you know um people it, it, it's it's it just depends on you know people's <clears throat> their views their experiences um mm -hmm. but at the end of the day I, I don't see not where i am i don't see um people reaching out any less i can tell mm -hmm. you um but it, it it's all perception i don't want to get too political either kelly <laughs> <laughs> i know it's such it's a, the hot issue of our time but yeah. i'm well I'm, I'm glad you're doing it i'm glad there are people out there you know who devote themselves to protecting others thank you thank yeah, you so, so well and, and i'm glad to hear that you also 
you know, get to have something happy going on with the release of a live and all this. So I'm wondering now that you got this momentum, you know, I know you put so much work into writing and recording, uh, you know, doing the videos. What are you feeling now with the feedback now that you finally, you know, you've put it out there, you've had some time to share it with your fans. You know, what's been the best part of that? What's been the best feedback you've gotten? Yeah, we have, uh, you know, I had a comment on the YouTube that I was really, really happy to see a comment. And, um, it, you know, whoever's listening, drop some comments because I, I, I do love feedback. Actually, that you asked it, I love more feedback. But the comment that we got from um, an unknown person was, this is an underrated song. And I'm very personally humble with my music. I'm just hoping to touch people and give them, you know, some great entertainment. Um, as far as, like, close friends and family, I've, I have wrote so many songs, Kelly, and this was one of the songs where people were like, that one, that one, I like that one, I like that one. So I said, okay, you know, if I'm just going to get started, I'm going to go with, the one that everybody's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that one. That one, you know, kind of sticks in my head. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing about a song is after the release, you know, it still has a long life, especially if you perform live, you know, an audience favorite or a fan favorite, you know, that can last decades where, you know, 20 years from now, it's like, oh, are you going to sing alive? I love that one, <laughs> you know? I would love that, Kelly. I would love that. Well, you've been recording other music, too, and uh, didn't you just uh, put a new song out on your site? Absolutely. Um, we put out, I put out a new song. It's called Wine It. It has some uh, Caribbean influences, um, a pop mixture, since I, I kind of find myself to in that uh, genre. And I would love for people to go to my website, blinddifference.com, explore more of my story, and listen to Wine It. Now, Wine It is as in wine, W-I-N-E, the wine we all love to drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what does like, the title mean, Wine It? Like, go out, um, enjoy some wine, or does it have a different meaning? Uh, wine It is a... a dance actually a caribbean dance um oh. so it, yeah so in different parts of the caribbean if it, there's it's, it's almost like a hip movement dance and the locals or it's people from the caribbean would actually say whine it whine it type of thing whine it and so it, it's it's actually a dance move okay so it's almost like uh like missy elliott singing work it Kinda, yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> whine it, whine it. <laughs> yeah, yes, but but you know it is spelled. If you were like to kind of like Google it, it is spelled W I N E, just like the drink. Um, but it's actually a dance. So hopefully, um, as we gain more fans and more momentum, we can actually do a video for that. Okay. Oh, wow. I could see some really good dancing then. 
Absolutely. Well, wouldn't it be cool to fly down the Caribbean and shoot it there? Oh my God, that would be amazing. That would actually, <laughs> I know that I have the budget to do that. However, that would be amazing. <laughs> now, have you uh, visited any places down in the Caribbean? Yes, yes. Um, I've been to Antigua. I've um, passed through J Jamaica. I've actually been to Grenada and Bahamas. Oh, wow. So which of those were your favorite? Um, you know, it's real. It's that's hard because when I was when I went to Antigua, I was a child and we had almost um, we had like a family reunion there. And at that time we were there and they had Carnival. So that's a really big event in the Caribbean. And I and, and I still remember that being a young child and just having fun there. But that would tie with um, Grenada, which I was there because actually my sister got married there. So that was also a family gathering in a beautiful place. And I mean, you know, she and her husband really did it. That we had a great time. Oh, nice. A, a true destination wedding. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm always impressed when people do those and they, they get people to fly out because that's that's a, a big thing to fly out for a wedding. That's a, that's a major event. Yeah, yeah, it, re it really is. But, you know, like there were so many people from our family there. It's, it's also like, and we didn't just go, just where we stayed for like, the entire week and really enjoyed ourselves yeah that's nice when people make a full vacation out of it absolutely well gosh so it, it sounds like you've got a lot more you know songs in you for the coming year are there any things that you've written that you want to go into the studio before the end of the year and record Oh my God, there's so many. Actually, I've, I've, I'm constantly recording. Um, I record my vocals and my uh, piano and a lot of music at home. And then I end up actually going out to get things mixed and mastered. But God, there's a, a list of songs that, um, that are in the process of, of being refined, actually. They're already written. And I've actually had some close friends and family listen to them as they kind of get the vibe. So, you know, I want to say probably by the end of the year, we'll probably go I'll have an entire album out on my website for people to really understand um, my style. Well, on your website, you highlight your sound engineer. Sounds like you, you guys have a real good team there. And let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, Kiabia? Kiabia. 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 Okay, close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. so what's your working relationship like? Is she really instrumental to helping you build your sound when you record? Absolutely. So uh, constantly, and I'm so used to working with her because she's, she's my teammate, my, my, my partner. Um in this business that I constantly find myself saying, we are going to release, we are going to release, even though, you know, I'm blind difference, the, the artist, but she's with me every step of the way. Um, 
pressing record, helping, you know, me refine and and some um points even on our songs that we're working to refine to 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 put out. She's actually grab jump on the bass and she'll lay down some some lines for me. Mhm. And how important is it to have that extra set of ears to like hear things, you know, you're so close to the music just to get, you know, someone else to say, "Hey, Let's try it this way, you know, to experiment a little bit. Oh yeah, I think it, it. I think it's it's very important. It's very helpful. Actually, there are times when I'm kind of fooling around and and just you know playing and singing and joking because we're also uh, really good friends. And she'll say, "No, you need to. You need to. You need to do that song." And then I'm like, oh, I'm just joking around. There's a one particular song that I wrote called <clears throat> Alcohol and Meds. And I was just kind of like walking my dog and talking to her on the phone. And I was like, I guess kind of freestyling acapella, singing it on the phone. And she's like, no, dude, you have to like complete that song. So I suppose certain songs wouldn't even be if she wasn't that extra set of ears that says, yeah, yeah, that, that let's let's work that. Well, now that you've had some releases and you're continuing to record, do you think you're developing a unique sound? Like when people hear it, they'll say, "Wow, that's Blind Difference." Oh, absolutely. I, I believe. <clears throat> excuse me. As I can get some more exposure, uh, people will understand where I'm going with my style and appreciate it in contrast from what's out. So if you came across someone, they'd never met you and you, you said, Oh yeah, I've recorded some, some tracks. How would you describe your sound and genre to them? Gotcha. Yeah. I, I believe that um, my style, I call it blended pop. Um, because yeah, so, so a lot is released, but each song that I write is very, very different in um in the style. Mm -hmm. So I do have ballads, and I do have things that are um, I guess more rockish or so. Mm -hmm. Or more R&B. And like I was saying, Wine It more would have some more type of um, Caribbean influences. So I would call mm -hmm. it Blend Pop. And also um, I use and, and try to incorporate uh, real instruments. So I know, you know, and I can appreciate there's a lot of ways to digitally do things these days. But for um, for my songs, like you're gonna actually hear actual drums, you're gonna hear actual cello, you're gonna hear actual piano and bass, and then we may splash in um, some digital things to accentuate some of the instruments. Some real cello, wow, that's Absolutely. pretty cool. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I like because I like real strings like that, and it seems like. Pop music used to incorporate more, you know, even if not a full orchestra, at least some strings. And it seems like that would really stand out in today's pop music. Absolutely. I can't wait uh, to get done with some more of my songs. 
so that everybody can hear the cello because I actually play cello. <clears throat> oh, we'll see. I learned something new. So, like, was that <laughs> something that you played in school when you were growing up? Yes. So I I took um, piano lessons as a child, and I'll tell you, Kelly, um, I, I went to join the orchestra, and as you know, in the orchestra's only one piano. So at that time, I hadn't really, really refined my piano. So the orchestra teacher kind of like gave the few of us who wanted to uh, play piano like a, an audition. And there was a girl at the time. She was at the time. She was amazing. Um, her name was Donna. I can't remember her last name. But anyway, she totally blew it away. And she got the the piano um, and uh my orchestra teacher was like, you take cello. And I took it from there. I never stopped playing piano. I continued with lessons, but then I also picked up cello. And that's what I played. Well, after carrying that big cello to and from school all the time, <laughs> did you did you wish you had chosen violin instead? Uh, you know, I didn't choose. He, he chose for me because I, I guess it's because the... Um, I guess it was for the sheet music because the F clef, the bass clef, reads the same as the left hand in the piano. So he was like, you already know how to read piano. Just incorporate that to cello and we'll move on. And I never questioned it. Well, and then with the cello, at least carrying it back and forth, you, you develop strong arm muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strong arm and back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing people don't realize, like after you pick your instrument, you realize, oh, I'm going to have to carry that around all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, um, we're going to wrap up in a bit, although I do have some more things I want to learn. But uh, before then, I want to share, uh, you know, this website we've been talking about and to tell people uh, how can they find you online? Absolutely. Yeah, you can find me at blinddifference.com. Um, the video is also on the website for a lot for the song that we're talking about today. YouTube, um, we have, you can see, listen to Blind Difference on Spotify, iTunes, any of the major platforms. So how did you come up with the name Blind Difference? Absolutely. So kind of like when we were talking about, um, describing my music so like i told you i've been writing songs for a long time and one of the things people always want to know is like who do you sound like what's your genre and because each song is so different i kind of want to be perceived like where people are blind to the differences of the music and they just kind of see a song and love it for what it is well, what okay. do you think? Oh, sure. And what do you think of the music industry today in in being receptive to like what what you call blended pop? Do you think people are open to more you know blended genres? I don't know, Kelly. I don't know, but I'm hopeful. At this point, I, I, I'm going to give it my best shot. Mm hmm. Because it seems like picking something like that where you get to incorporate lots of different influences it just seems like you know you don't want to be uh, 
just pegged one certain way. Have you always been like that where it's like, you know, if you get an idea, you want to try it, you know, you don't want those constraints put on you. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's me in a nutshell. You just read me like a book. <laughs> so was that hard for your parents to, to raise someone that was always wanting to try a million different things? Oh, I'm sure I gave them uh, their challenges. <laughs> I'm sure I gave them their challenges, you know. I, I, but I, was, I don't think I was like one of these totally terrible, disobedient kids. Like I said, I did go to college when my parents were kind of like, ah, you know, what are you going to do to make real money? And, and but I never I never just totally walked away from my dream but I'm sure I gave them I gave them some some good experiences well I, well the flip side the good side is you know how how nice to have such an interesting child you know trying out so many interesting things absolutely I hope they see it that way <laughs> I mean wouldn't life be boring if your kid just you know stayed home and i don't know what watch tv all day i mean i i think parents are secretly impressed when they see their children trying really ambitious things that yeah yeah i i, I think so too you know i got i got two kids a little girl a little boy and my daughter is like wanting to get into karate and i'm like as soon as school starts and we're done with summer and kind of vacation and i'm very very proud that she wants to do something and my boy is like i want to play basketball he's only six but he's like into something and i think you, you do find some pride in that you're like oh my god okay we're not gonna do no we're gonna do something so let's get into it deep so how do you juggle that being a mother being a cop being a blended pop singer you know, you, you got each of those would be one full time thing in itself. You know, how do you juggle, you know, three major things in your life like that? You know, um, very strategically, very strategically. So now my uh, my top position is is part time, which is very, very helpful. And I mainly do that while the kids are at school. Mm -hmm. And I get off and I really work the music as much as I can day or night. Um, I do have a couple of gigs coming up that I'm really, really excited about. Because as you know, like COVID was a total game killer for performances. Um, so everything is really strategic. I just kind of get it in where I can, Kelly. Like get in where I fit in. Right. And I think that's the big thing. So many people put things off because they want them to be perfect. And I think, if, you know, being a parent, if that teaches people anything, it's that nothing's perfect. You kind of dive in and do it as you go. I mean, do you think being a parent has kind of loosened loosened you up to the extent of, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just have to show up and do my best. Absolutely. I mean, because, you know, I'm this is my dream and my goal, but I know that how I perceive and how I continue is what my, my kids see. Um, and you, you, you gotta keep it moving. You, you gotta, you gotta take what you can take and move where you can move. And that's just the way it goes. It's, it's, it's just like the song, actually. It's just like, that's where the inspiration from alive came from. It's the hustle and bustle 
of every day and totally keeping in and totally being up for the challenge. So what's your live show like? Do you have do you incorporate any dancing into it? Is it a combination of, you know, backing tracks and live instruments? So or is it flexible depending on the venue? It's flexible depending on the venue. So on August 20th, I'll be um, downtown on Main Street in Gastonia, North Carolina, at a place called Mika's Sippin' Shop. That's a more um, intimate setting. So at that venue, I will be playing piano and singing, which is true to my creativity. I'll cover my songs. I'll cover um, some popular songs, all with a type of coffee house vibe. And I'll probably throw in some backing tracks to liven things up for my songs. Um, mm-hmm. Later on, I am playing at a Latin festival in Gastonia in um, September 23. At that point in time, I will have, I will, I'm hoping to have a few of the dancers from Alive. And since it's outdoor and it's a festival, then it'll be on stage with the backing tracks, the singing, the dancing, that whole type of, you know, outdoor pump it up vibe. Nice. Well, say for the, the coffee shop experience, you know, when it's a little more acoustic and you're at the piano. Do you ever weave in a few cover songs? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to splash in a couple of cover songs. I'll even um, slow down and, and kind of try to throw in some, maybe some rap and switch it up. What are your favorite cover songs to do? Um, That's tough. It just, it really depends on the vibe. So, like, honestly, I've covered Blinding Lights by the weekend. Um, I've covered uh, Love on the Brain by Rihanna. This this go around, I'll I'll fill in another uh, Rihanna song, hopefully. Um, I'm looking to even probably throw in some Fetty Wap. But I love all styles of music, and, and I'm timeless with music. So I'll probably throw in some Elton John because a, a big part of my inspiration, obviously, is anyone who sings and plays piano. Um, Elton John, one of the tops. How about um, Billy Joel? I won't cover Billy Joel, but I absolutely love his music and can sing these songs forward and backward. I guess the other one who comes in to mind is Alicia Keys. Absolutely. Another great artist. Yeah, I, I mean, that there's something so pure about just a vocalist with their piano and at times just nothing else, just voice and piano. Oh, yeah. One of the ones that I, I recently saw um, that I intend to splash in for cover is Love the Way You Lie, I believe by uh, Skylar Gray. She wrote that oh. song I saw that performance and it blew me away. Well, this is going way back. Maybe your parents listen to this, but uh, are you a Carol King fan? No, I, I, I hadn't. Uh, you know, I want to say I may have heard something of hers when my when my vocal coach was trying to get me to sing her style. 
Okay, because I just think of her, uh, Carol King as the classic vocalist there at the piano, you know, classic singer, songwriter, emoting. So, well, promise me when we're done, you will look up the Tapestry album by Carol King. I know you'll know many, many of the songs because they're classics. So, at least okay. prom promise me you'll listen to Tapestry. I will promise you that I will listen to the album. I definitely will. <laughs> no, I I, 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 I I love that 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 style. Like even like another big one, Nina Simone. Love oh yeah. Her. Now now I have um covered to love somebody. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I I pick and choose. So each one will be a little bit different depending on the venue, depending on the crowd. I keep them in my pocket, and I'll and I'll pull them out when I need them. Wasn't that great when you go on YouTube and I don't know who posts these things, but every now and then, like some video will pop up I've never seen, and like lately I've seen all these Nina Simone videos where maybe she was on a TV show or she was in Europe, or and I'm just so happy that these videos exist. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this is this is great for me. This is um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like I said, I listen to music not so much for inspiration, but but definitely just for enjoyment. So new songs coming out, new music. Uh, hopefully, a, a trip to the Caribbean to to shoot one of the videos. You know, I'm since <laughs> you said it. So many times, and I'm, I, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna own that in advance. And thank you. <laughs> well, to wrap up, you know, I want to give you the last word here, and, and I'm so inspired not just by your music, but also your other jobs you've had. And it just seems like you, you, you do have a lot of things to draw on, and I think that's so important in someone's art to have a lot of real life experience. So I'm just wondering, you know, for coming up the next year, uh, what is some real life experience you want to draw from when you write new music? Well, I hope they're pleasant. Um, but like I said, in my, in my world is crazy and I see a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Kelly. I, I'm just, I just take it day by day. And like I said, if it touches my heart and it moves me, the music is a release. It's it's what I release and what people hear is essentially I've opened myself up. It's it's my personal journal. And do you find your work experiences uh, make you hopeful? Oh yeah, yeah. My my work experiences make me um, hopeful. Definitely, my friends, my family. Um, just seeing the good in people and the constant movement of life. Mm -hmm. And we know you want to go to the Caribbean to shoot a music video. I can picture <laughs> it already. So performing wise, uh, what would be your dream, either festival or concert venue to do in the next year or so? Oh my God. I was hoping that you asked that question. Like when, when, when I was, when I was told that I was going to have this opportunity, I'm like, uh, I really hope that he asked that question. I would love to be on stage with a grand piano and have a nice venue with uh, with a very nice crowd and just be able to 
sing and play acoustically and hopefully have touch people so much that they sing along. I like that. And it's so nice you have that clear picture in your mind. Because now, now that you can imagine that, mm-hmm. I, just know, I just know you're going to get that. Thank you. That'll be, I'm, I'm going to own that too. I'm going to own the Caribbean. I'm going to own the performance of my dream. Well, uh, her name is Blind Difference. The current single and video is Alive. Uh, the one I want to see the video to is the new single, Wine It. <laughs> I'm going to learn and I'm going to do some research and learn more about this whole wine it dancing. Um, I really appreciate all of your stories. You know, I think it's also great besides being, you know, an artist, you're a mom and, and seems like you also have a passion for helping people through your work. Um, I just wish you lots of success and really hope we can talk again after uh, you put out some more good music. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you.